Welcome to Living Water Radio. Do you know where Fig Newtons come from? Well, yes, from the cookie aisle at the store, but before that. That's right, the figs and Fig Newtons come from a fig tree. Fig trees are used for more than bare bones clothing in the Bible. Today, we're going to see what's cooking when it comes to the meaning of figs. Hello, my name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of more than 100 evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. We have a fig tree in our backyard. It grows like crazy. It produces figs from late spring to early fall. The figs taste better some years than others, but they are always plentiful if we can harvest them. Every year it's a battle between us and the birds, the squirrels, and who knows what else to get the figs first when they are ripe. Our yard, and probably a lot of other yards in our neighborhood, is a testament to the critters that feast on these figs and then pass along the undigested seeds, producing more fig trees. In that sense, they are helping the fig tree achieve the second part of its twofold purpose, to be fruitful and to multiply. In Genesis, the first book of the Bible, the first chapter, starting at the ninth verse, we read, And God said, Let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with seed with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with seed in it. Our figs were large and mostly tasteless last year. We used an organic fertilizer this year, and we're hopeful it will help improve their flavor and usefulness to us, and that the birds and critters will leave us some. Figs are a superfood. I've read that they have more mineral and fiber content than all the common fruits, nuts, and vegetables. The entire fruit is edible. They are low in calories, and they boost the immune system. They have medicinal qualities and were used to treat wounds and boils in the Bible. The fruit is high in natural sugars, can be dried and formed into cakes, and was often used by travelers. That's still true today. We thought that we had come to an agreement where the birds got the top level, the squirrels got the middle, and we got the lower level, but apparently someone had other ideas. I'm talking to you, squirrels. Sally makes a compote from them that we use as a jam or on ice cream. We often eat them cut in half and sprinkled with lemon juice from the fruit on our lemon tree. Figs are good for eating, 
But the purpose of a fig tree is to produce more fig trees. The fruit falls from the tree, and the seeds germinate in the ground and grow into another tree. Fig trees were so plentiful that they were known as poor people's food. In the Old Testament, fig trees are a symbol of both blessing and judgment. They are a sign of blessing as the newly liberated people of God come out of slavery in Egypt and into the land promised to their ancestors where they could eat from the fig trees. The lack of trees that bore edible fruit was a sign of God's judgment on God's people for their covenant disobedience. References to figs in the New Testament point to their meaning in the Old Testament. In Mark 11, starting at the 12th verse, Jesus sums up Jesus' judgment against his generation for their failure to either live by the faith of Abraham or by the covenant of the law given through Moses. In Mark, the 11th chapter, starting at the 12th verse, we read, On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see whether perhaps he would find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And a few verses later, starting in verse 20, we read, In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. Then Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Our fig tree loses its leaves in winter and provides dense shade in the summer when its large leaves are mature. Jesus finds no fruit in this text, nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Our fig tree bears fruit almost concurrently with its leaves, so if this is a similar variety, it had ceased to bear fruit, or it had never borne fruit in its season. His generation was a season that did not bear the fruit of a living relationship with God. What can be said of our generation? Is a living relationship with the one true living God even on the radar screen of our generation? There is also hope. In the Gospel of Luke, the 13th chapter, starting at the 6th verse, we read, Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year, until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. What happens after a year? I've got to think that the gardener, God presumably, would give it another chance, and another, until finally the day of judgment comes and then the chances would end. We know that the day of judgment is coming, but we are not focused on that. We focus on right now. There's a story about Martin Luther, also ascribed to others, that tells of him being found by one of his church members one afternoon in his backyard digging a hole, getting ready to plant an apple tree. The church member wanted to talk about the book of Revelation and the signs of the last judgment. His member asked, Dr. Luther, what would you do if you knew that the world would end tomorrow? Luther barely missed a beat and replied, I'd plant my apple tree. Our focus is on bearing fruit, on feeding one another with the true spiritual food, with the thing that satisfies 
and on reproducing our faith. All our actions, all our charity, all our concern to do justice, that is, to do God's will, to feed the hungry, to be the voice of the voiceless, comes from who we are as the people of God, or it is nothing. Jesus said in Matthew 7, starting at the 15th verse, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will know them by their fruits. We are who we are because of the work of God, the Holy Spirit, the streams of living water at work within us. The cross has made all this possible. There is nothing we can do to be saved but open our hearts, our true selves, to receive the gift of faith by God's grace. The Holy Spirit, God's ongoing personal presence for good in the world, changes who we are. We become a new creation. We are born again. It is from this status as the people of God that we bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. What is that fruit we bear? What does it mean to be a fruitful fig tree? Paul writes to the Galatians in chapter 5, starting at the 22nd verse. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. We are approaching the new normal. What can we do to be the new creation of the Holy Spirit and show the world what new life looks like? Open your heart to God. Confess your sins and turn from them. Bear fruit that befits repentance by being that good tree. Grow those spiritual figs. Bear the fruit of the Spirit. Invite others to do the same. Today, let's remember to pray for all those awaiting the vaccine. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have available and support your church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay at home. 
unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.